What's up, everybody? Happy Thursday to you all. We are one day closer to the weekend, and that means, as always, one day closer to another Penn State football Saturday. It is homecoming. We have Illinois on the slate, 12 o'clock on ABC. Um, lots to get into today. Lots to get into. Uh, there's a video that surfaced yesterday, and then more videos and more pictures and everything. So we'll get into that from practice yesterday and the status of Sean Clifford. We'll get into the Illinois game a little bit. Um, not much to really dive into with that one. I think it's a pretty basic game to talk about. I will touch on the Iowa game. I won't really, um, won't really dive into that one too much either. There's not much to talk about. We all saw what happened. Um, it was so long ago now. I'm going to wrap it up and throw it away. Um, we'll get you ready with, for the Saturday slate, all the games coming up. And I will talk about the... Um, the Heisman race that is now starting to shape up, I guess, uh, midway through the season. Uh, I'll mention some names, guys I think who are potential sleepers. Get you ready for that. Um, but first, housekeeping notes, as always, I am your host, Steven. These are the Penn State Quickslands. I appreciate the support, as always. Um, I am one half of the We Got Next podcast duo between myself and Christian Hayes. Shout out to Christian. You can go follow us on Twitter. I am at Stephen underscore Springs. Christian is at AO Shifty. The We Got Next podcast is at We underscore Got Next. You can go like and subscribe to us on YouTube and follow us on Spotify. I mentioned everything we're going to get into. I'll get into the Saturday slate here in just a minute. Wanted to tackle um, the coaching rumors yet again. We have another one. Uh, Ed Orgeron is going to be out at LSU. Seems like the stories are pretty wild, but it seems like they could all be fake news. Not too sure. There's a lot going on down there. Um, I have some people who are um, LSU alums that I know very well, and they are not surprised that he's gone, and they are also happy that he's gone. I know they had that national title dream season, like the perfect season in 2019, but that feels like decades ago for LSU fans, apparently. So, expectations couldn't be couldn't be met couldn't be continued for Ed Orgeron so he is out at the end of the season um kind of kind of strange that he's gonna be out at the end of the season um and not not right now um usually I feel like if a coach is is gonna be gone he's gonna be gone and not wait till the end of the season um I don't think it's one of those things where they're you know thinking all right well let's see how it goes and let's see if he can kind of right the ship and kind of finish strong and We'll you know reevaluate things. Um, I don't I don't think it's one of those one of those deals, but you never know. So we'll see how it goes. He does have a hefty buyout, um, and I think it's upwards of twenty million dollars. I think it's around that seventeen or eighteen million dollar deal. Um, but anyway, James Franklin's name has been mentioned for that job. Um, Paul Feinbaum of the SEC Network and ESPN tweeted out um, who LSU fans want as their head coach. And I scrolled through the mentions for about, I don't know, a minute or so. And I only, I can kind of one hand how many times I saw James Franklin's name. There was a whole whole list of names and his name was not a, a prominent one. Um, so I don't know if that, if, take, take that for what it's worth. I don't think that means anything. Maybe that's just how the fans view it. But the quote unquote sources that, they have a source that, that know a guy who, who knows a guy who, who read a blog on some some message board on the dark webs, said that James Franklin, it's basically his job. They said that about the USC job. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's flattering that his name is, is brought up for these, these big time jobs. That means he's, he's doing something right. But like I've said before, he's not leaving Penn State anytime soon. 
Um, I said initially when he came here, I said he'll be here for 15 years. We have seven more years to go. And I think he wants to build a national championship um, program and not just a national championship team. I think he's a couple pieces away from that. And one of those pieces is coming in next year, quarterback Drew Allar, who just got his fifth star on 24-7 sports. And I know, preface it by saying, I know the rankings and recruiting means nothing. It's cool to see the five stars and where they sit at amongst their amongst their peers, but it means nothing until they get on campus and actually do the work and actually win games and all that kind of good stuff. I understand that. But it is cool to see that the quarterback we have coming in next year, the quarterback of the future for us, is a five-star number one rated quarterback on 24-7 sports and the number, I think the number 12 overall prospect in the country. Um, he's having an awesome season. If you haven't if you haven't seen him, which I, I'm sure most Penn State fans who are listening to this have seen him, go check out his his highlights. Um, the comparisons they are you know pretty pretty spot on uh, comparisons to Drew Allen, uh, Drew Allen, Josh Allen. Um, you know he's 6'5", 220, 225. He can throw it from every every arm angle. He's got a cannon, um, big strong kid. So awesome to see that. Good for him. Good for Penn State football. Um, and I, like I said. He, we're one one or two pieces away, and I think one of those pieces is Drew Allar. Another piece could be running back coming in next year, Nick Singleton, who's also tearing up the high school scene. Um, so, you know, things are trending in the right direction. Why would you want to leave when you have all that and you have a ton of talent coming in, a ton, a ton of talent still on the roster? I'm diving way too deep into this, and I always tell myself I'm not going to, just like I tell myself I'm not going to dive into how we need to get the run game going, but here I am. So that's that. Those are the coaching rumors. Whatever. Um, Saturday slate. Uh, there was a game last night. Um, Appalachian State beat Coastal Carolina. Last second field goal. Any chance I get to talk about Appalachian State and their their campus, I will do so. Um, they got the win. First win over ranked opponents since that Michigan game back in 2007, which is very shocking. Um, I, w- when I saw that stat, I had remembered then um, I saw... Earlier in the season, when they were playing, I don't remember who it was a ranked team, but they they had mentioned then that they hadn't beat a ranked team since that 07 Michigan game, and um, they don't hang on to that win like the Boston Celtics hang on to the 08 NBA championship. But that's you know it's brought up for for good reasons. Um, but it's kind of surprising that they hadn't won a, a ranked ranked game since then. Uh, but nonetheless, any chance I get to talk about their campus, I will do so. It is one of the more um, just beautiful campuses, uh, surreal campuses that you'll see uh, in the United States. If you have a chance to go, go. It's 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 a scaled down version of State College, basically. It's what, kind of what I compare it to, but it's literally like someone just saw a bunch of mountains, cut a hole, and put a campus in there. And it's, it's, it's perfect. And right now, during the fall, fall foliage, it's unbelievable. So if you're into that kind of stuff, if you want to go to that ga- those that setting, that game, I would highly re- uh, recommend doing so. All right, Saturday slate um, in the 12 o'clock hour. Number two, Cincinnati takes on Navy. Number three, Oklahoma and Caleb Williams take on Kansas. Northwestern travels to Ann Arbor to take on number six, Michigan. Um, number 16, Wake Forest. Yes, I said number 16, Wake Forest takes on Army. Number eight, Oklahoma State travels to Ames to take on Iowa State. Uh, Oklahoma State, probably one of the more surprising teams in the country. 
Iowa State probably one of the more dis- disappointing teams in the country because of what they did last year. Um, Wisconsin travels to West Lafayette to take on number 25 Purdue after that massive win against Iowa last week. Number 10 Oregon takes on UCLA. The aforementioned LSU Tigers travel to Oxford to take on Lane Kiffin and number 12 Ole Miss. That is on CBS 330. I just want to say real quick, I am probably in the minority with this one, but I am a big Lane Kiffin fan now. And I think it's just, it's kind of been building. I know people dislike him for a number of reasons and probably a number of obvious reasons, but I, I mean, he owns it. He he walks that walk and he talks that talk. He knows people don't like him. He knows people think he's a schmuck. And he might come off as that. Now, would I want him coaching my team? Probably not. That's more drama than I than I would like. But watching him from afar, I don't know how you guys feel, but I'm a big fan. So I'm all on board the, the lane train. Good for him. Um, especially after what happened last week against, against Tennessee at the end of that game. Um, I know Tennessee fans, I mean, they are defending their own like I have never seen before. I know there was a hundred and something thousand people there and not all hundred, hundred something thousand people were throwing things at Lane Kiffin. I know that, but, um, it only takes one to kind of ruin the fan base a little bit for, you know, a a couple weeks or a couple months, whatever, extended, extended period of time. So, but Shout out to Lane for, you know, he got a golf ball thrown at him, making jokes about that. He caught a, a water bottle that was thrown at him one-handed. That was awesome. Good for him on that too. So yeah, like I said, I'm all on board the Lane train. So I don't know how you guys feel, but you know, go go Rebels. Um, Unrained Clemson travels to Pittsburgh to take on number 23, Pitt. Um, and then we got Tennessee, like I mentioned. They have not beaten Alabama in God knows how long not happening this weekend. They travel down to Tuscaloosa to take on um, the Crimson Tide at 7 o'clock on ESPN. Number five, Ohio State travels to Bloomington to take on Indiana at 7.30 on ABC. USC travels to South Bend to take on number 13, ranked Notre Dame, 7.30 on NBC. And number 17, Texas A&M hosts South Carolina, 7.30 SEC Network. And if you are a night owl and want to stay up, stay up to the wee hours of the morning, you can catch New Mexico and Hawaii kick off at 11.59 p.m. That is your Saturday slate. Um, not a whole lot of amazing games, but um, just how college football has gone. There's bound to be an upset this weekend. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, Heisman talk. Um, there's not a clear cut front runner this year like there was last year. I think Mac Jones... Um, Devontae Smith were kind of running away with it the entire season. Um, the, I don't know how you couldn't give it to, to Devontae Smith for what he did in the short amount of time. But um, this year, I think there's a handful of names that to keep an eye on now as the season's starting to get to that point where we're going to have you know finalists and the names are going to start to kind of jump out a little bit um, you know, going forward. Bryce Young, quarterback Alabama. C.J. Stroud, quarterback at Ohio State. Kenneth Walker, running back at Michigan State, and Desmond Ritter, quarterback at Cincinnati. I think those are going to be the names that if their teams keep winning and they keep putting up good numbers, they'll be there at the end. One name I did mention that I think, um, I don't know if he's even a dark horse now, Caleb Williams um, at Oklahoma. Now that Spencer, Spencer Rattler is benched, it's the Caleb Williams show. He had an awesome game against TCU. Um, 
the only way that he's going to be a finalist and be at New York and have a seat there is going to be he has to be the reason why they win. He has to put up insane numbers for the next six games. He's got to do it all. He's got to do what he did against TCU and put the team on his back. He's got to do all that kind of good stuff. Um, so, and Herb Street and Fowler were talking about it during the during that game. You know, has has a player ever come along this late in the season and been a Heisman candidate? Pretty much after one game. I mean, we saw what he did against Texas. The reason why they won that game, so that'll that'll help. But you know, and he was the reason why they beat TCU. And you know, the game wasn't really close at the end, but there was you know a time where it was close. But then Caleb Williams took over, a true freshman, especially. So. I think this year, um, the answer is yes. Someone like him can come along and be a Heisman finalist this late in the season. Um, at least Heisman candidate, maybe not Heisman finalist yet. But the other names, you know, Bryce Young, quarterback Alabama, I think that is a Heisman candidate in, in itself. He's also putting up good numbers. CJ Stroud, Ohio State, you know, they got Penn State, Michigan State, um, and Michigan, obviously, the rest of the way. So, a lot of chance for him to kind of make a statement there. Kenneth Walker, running back in Michigan State. The only way I think he'll be in New York and have a seat is if he keeps putting up awesome numbers. And much like Caleb Williams is the reason why Michigan State is winning. But they're going to likely need to win the Big Ten and, and be a playoff team for him to, um, for him to be in New York. Um, Desmond Ritter, quarterback at Cincinnati. Hey, if Cincinnati is still unbeaten and they get to the playoffs... Yeah, I think he'll be there. Um, I think kind of by default, because they would like to have someone from the group of five represented in New York. He doesn't have awesome numbers, but again, if he's if he's like Caleb Williams and Kenneth Walker, and he's the reason why Cincinnati keeps winning, yeah, I can see him. I can see him being there. If I had to put my money on somebody, I would probably say Bryce Young, um, Alabama. They need to be Georgia in the SEC in the SEC title game. Should they make it there? Um, he needs to have a good game against them. And again, this I mean, this is the Heisman every year. The reason the reason why your team's winning is usually because of this player. But more so this year to stand out because there is no one that is that's really doing so. Um, I think Bryce Young can can be that guy. Um, so Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Caleb Williams, Kenneth Walker, and Desmond Ritter. I think those are my. Um, those are my top candidates right now. Another name to keep an eye on, and I don't think um, I don't think he'll get a, a lot of attention because he plays in a weaker conference. But Kenny Pickett, quarterback at Pitt, and I hate even mentioning that, but he's got one interception on the year, and I think he's got 20, 23 touchdown passes. You know, one interception in the ACC again. It's not you know it's it's not the the most daunting uh, competition you're playing. He has Clemson this weekend. Clemson isn't what they were. Uh, you know, the, the best team in that conference might be Wake Forest. It might be Pitt. So that's not really saying a lot. Um, but he's got to keep putting up insane numbers, and Pitt's got to keep winning. Um, so, you know, that's a that's a dark horse name to keep an eye on. Uh, but anyway, so that is the world of college football. Now into the Illinois game. Uh, and the big news was about uh, 5, 5.15 yesterday on Wednesday, um, the Wednesday practice for Penn State, obviously everyone knows, is open to the media. And James Franklin in his press conference on Tuesday kind of alluded to the fact that Sean Clifford is not going to play on Saturday. But that doesn't mean that he's not healthy. It just means he might not play. Now, he didn't say that. And he also went into the quarterback competition between Taquan Roberson and Christian Valle. Um, I'll get into that in a second, too. 
but the video was um, from Audrey Snyder of The Athletic, who covers Penn State, um, was Sean Clifford taking reps, full pads, everything, taking reps. You know, it was it was a handoff, so we didn't see him throw. So I think that was my next question was, okay, he's doing handoffs. Cool, that's one thing, but live practice, throwing, you know, we, I, I would love to see that. And sure enough, I believe it was maybe Ben Jones. I don't want to give credit to the wrong person, but I think it was Ben Jones, um, statecollege.com, tweeted out a video of Sean Clifford throwing the ball. It might have actually been Mark Brennan of Fight On State. I can't, I can't remember. There's always, always someone with the same video, usually. Um, it was one of those two guys, but there was a video of Sean Clifford throwing multiple passes in a row. And he, I mean, if you didn't know what happened against Iowa and you saw this, you would think nothing happened and that it was normal and Penn State fans weren't sweating their asses off wondering what's going to happen on Saturday. Now, if we were playing Ohio State this weekend and not Illinois, I do believe Sean Clifford would be playing. I think we all believe that. Um, but since we are playing Illinois and Illinois is dog shit, I mean, they are not good. They have a lot of drama going on within that program right now, um, coming from Brett, Brett Bielema. Shocking. Um, so we don't... Uh, I know I shouldn't say it like this, and I know you shouldn't you know, discredit an opponent, or you shouldn't look ahead, or you shouldn't you know, take an opponent lightly more than the other one. I know that. Obviously, I've, I've gone over that plenty of times, but we should beat Illinois with Roberson or Valet or whoever's playing quarterback. It doesn't matter. We should beat them. Um, Illinois is 101st in total defense in the country out of 129 teams. They are 107th in passing yards allowed. They are 87th in rushing yards allowed. And they are 65th in points per game allowed. Basically, like I said, they're dog shit. So we should beat them with literally any team you can think of. Um, This is a game where... Again, I hate doing this. I told myself I'm not going to do it. We need to establish the run. I don't care if Sean Clifford is playing or not. We need to establish a run. We need to just run, 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 and get that physicality going, sort of like we did against Indiana, but I would like to see more of it. I would like to see those those chunk plays. I'd like to see those big-time runs from these guys, and no one has separated themselves in, in that running back group, which some guys have been banged up, it's just the run game hasn't been there, but no one has separated themselves. And we have a handful of guys who can do so, but even James Franklin said it, until someone does it, we're going to keep rotating guys. So this might be one of those games where, you know, Noah Kane finally gets gets going. You know, 20 carries, 110 yards, and a couple touchdowns. Okay, cool. He looked good. You know, not just because it was Illinois, but he looked good doing it. Okay, Noah Kane, you're the guy. Kevon Lee might have that game. Shit, Devin Ford might have that game. John Levin might have that game. Um, cause I almost might have that game. You know, who, someone might, someone has to have that game at this point in the season so we can establish that cause they're all different and we, we're not, it's not like we're trying to cater the running game to get it going based on whoever's there. You turn around, give them the ball and whoever can get those yards, whoever can keep the ball, the ball moving, the chains moving, the clock going, keep the other team, uh, the other team's defense on the field. That's who we're going to go with, but no one's done that yet. So that's the biggest thing that I want to see on Saturday. Again, I don't care who the quarterback is, um, but that's that's the biggest thing I want to see. Um, I think if we see Sean Clifford on the sideline in street clothes, I don't think that means anything. But again, what do we know with the way James Franklin is with with injury news? It's like four knocks. You're just not gonna you're not gonna know anything. 
And I can't tell you how many how many texts and, and whatnot I got from people last week saying they heard this and they heard that. And I trust a lot of these people that I hear from, but they were all telling me different things. So it kind of went in one ear and went, and went out the other, and I took it all with a grain of salt. And that's what you got to do with injury news with Penn State. Unless it's season ending, which, by the way, PJ Mustafer, I'm sure everyone heard by now, is out for the rest of the season, which sucks because he was just coming along and starting to play really well. Um, so that's a huge loss. But we still have a loaded defense. I think we still have one of the best defenses in the country. I think this is another opportunity, another game for them to show um, that they are one of those, you know, one of those better defenses, and it's it's a lesser opponent. So what do you need to do with those lesser opponents? Shut them down and shut them down early, and put them away offensively as well. So I think um, if we see Sean Clifford on the sideline, I don't think that means anything. I think he might be healthy, but they're just saying, hey, we don't really need him for for Illinois. We need him for Ohio State. We need him for Michigan, Michigan State, um, and those are. That's that stretch of games that's coming up at the end of the season now is going to be tough. That's that's kind of how you how you want it. Um, you don't really want anything easy. You know, this is the time of year where you really want to see what your team is made of. And I think we've seen what this team is made of. At least defensively, we have that bend don't break. I know things didn't go that way at some points against Iowa, but I give our defense a lot of credit because they were basically asked to play offense that entire second half against Iowa. Because once everybody knew that Sean Clifford wasn't coming in, I think everyone knew that we didn't have a shot. I know we had a 17 to 10 lead. We had 20 to 10 at one point, but the offense just couldn't get going. And um, my mom actually asked me, you know, why was our backup quarterback not prepared? Why was he, why is he, she didn't say why is he so bad, but why is he just not prepared? Why wasn't he, why didn't he look good? And um, I, there was a couple of different reasons. I think one is when your backup quarterback right now was slated to be your third string guy heading into the season, but your original backup quarterback is now starting for Kentucky, then you put him in a, you know in an unknown situation really because he just hasn't developed and he's obviously not practicing with the ones and the twos really. He's playing against backups and other backups and games, you know, Ball State and Villanova. He's coming against that competition. So to put him in the Iowa game, and another thing was, and James Franklin mentioned this last week or two weeks ago against the, uh, after the Iowa game, he's just not, his, he's just not, um, he's, he's a quiet guy. His voice just isn't as loud as Sean Clifford. So he just couldn't get, you know, with those false starts and everything, he just couldn't get it out there. And that's, you know, that's a problem, obviously. He just doesn't have that in him right now. He just hasn't developed. And I, I don't think he's the quarterback of the future. Um, if he was, we probably wouldn't be going after some of these guys on the recruiting trail that we are. So I think, you know, um, when he came in, this is his third year. And you would think that, you know, he would have separated himself by now. But he hasn't. So it's unfortunate that the competition between him and Christian Valet is apparently tight, which is... Yeah, I mean, that's that's terrifying to hear because if Sean Clifford goes down at any point, I mean, we're pretty screwed. Um, so, you know, it, it's it's really unfortunate that, um, that that's our backup quarterback situation. So, you know, whoever you pray to, um, pray that Sean Clifford is healthy the rest of the season and pray that we can get the run game going. 
and pray that our defense can cause some turnovers and give us a short field and pray that we just play perfect perfect football the rest of the way. I think that's ideal. Um, what would also be ideal is Sean Clifford does not play this weekend to prevent further injury or any other type of injury. And he comes back against Ohio State in Columbus, in Columbus 7.30, prime time, throws 400 yards, five touchdowns, boom, we're back on track. That would be ideal. But again, we got to wait and see how things go. We got to wait and see how things shape out. We got to wait and see who's going to play, who's not going to play. I know we have some other guys that are banged up, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So we got to see how all that goes. Um, I do think we win. I think with, with Sean Clifford, if he plays, 38-3. to I think if we don't have Sean Clifford, 27-3. to I think um, Illinois is bad, and we should be able to take advantage of that easily. I mean, if we are... And I, I know we'll all feel a lot better if if Taquan Robertson is starting and he comes out and throws for you know, 250 yards and three touchdowns. We'll all feel great about that. But but if he comes out and looks like complete shit and he throws you know 125 yards on like 20 attempts, it's like nine of 20, a touchdown, like two picks, and just doesn't look good at all. Yikes! Um, that's not a good sign. Um, unfortunately, Drew Allar is not reclassifying for this year and is not coming in to play this weekend, um, unless he was secretly practicing with Penn State and we didn't know about it. doesn't look like that's going to happen. I know we all kind of jokingly wish that would happen, um, but nonetheless, here we are, Illinois, on Saturday, noon, ABC, doesn't matter who's playing quarterback, got to get geared up, got to get ready for it. It's homecoming weekend, we're, we're going to be in the Generation of Greatness jerseys, love those jerseys, wish they would wear them for the whiteout. Um that's what I got for you guys today. That's what I got for you guys this week. Enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy your Thursday. Enjoy your upcoming football weekend. Um, it's fall weather. Remember, I love you guys. I appreciate all the support. And always remember, we are.